So welcome to the Rainmaker Podcast. I'm super excited today. This one goes way back and forth in my heart. We got the LinkedIn legend, the top G, Mitch Gonzalez here, man. How you doing? I'm doing blessed, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. Super excited. So, man, we, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to kind of just get right into it. So, um, Mitch, let's just kind of go all the way back to the beginning, man. Um, let's just start with your story. What, how did this whole consulting thing get started? I know you kind of got the entrepreneurial bug mm -hmm. early on like I did, but when did it all start for you? When did you realize that yeah, you, yeah. you, know, you kind of had that itch? Yeah, man. I mean, I'll go back towards like even further than when I first started like this whole online marketing consulting space. So I, I've always been like an entrepreneur, man, like ever since I was young, like even when I was a kid, I was, you know, selling things. My dad told me like early on 11 years old, I was door knocking, selling newspaper subscriptions door to door when yeah. I was like in like fifth, sixth grade or whatever. And so I always like had this like entrepreneurial uh, mentality. Um, and for anybody that, you know, that's just tuning in, doesn't know me. I run a multiple seven figure consulting and marketing agency now, uh, and more like consulting business. And we have actually have a couple of SaaS products and, and companies that we're building as well. Um, but early on, I always knew I was an entrepreneur, man. I did the, uh, I, I had a car detailing business when I was like 16 in high school. Um, you know, I'll just put it at this. I was like, quote unquote, the plug in high school. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I was always finding ways in terms of like making money. I was always self-sufficient, could never hold down a, a, a actual real job. And, you know, early on, man, I realized that, you know, being independent and being able to go and, and uh, build my business, it was going to be the fastest path to help me secure my family and my future. And so mm. very early on, I feel like I was very blessed because it was like right as I got out of high school, actually in high school, um, some of my friends were like trading stocks and stuff like that as well. So I kind of saw it firsthand that like, okay, there's other ways to make money. Right. And I was making more money than everybody around me. Like I was like stacking like a couple grand a month. I was making like three, four, five grand a month in high school mm -hmm. doing the like car detailing business, newspapers, other like little entrepreneurial things as well. So I knew when I got out of there, I want to build a business and I, I think I got really blessed because as soon as I got out, that's when like this whole online consulting marketing space yeah. blew up. So like 18 years old, fresh out of high school, wow, 18, I, I went straight into, uh, and I also like had money to like some money to invest. Um, uh, so I invested into programs, mentors, coaches. Uh, one of the first ones was actually Sam ovens mm -hmm. that we both, we, we both uh, are yeah, in his shout master out to Sam Evans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he, he literally changed my life because like I was an 18 year old kid and I feel like he like incubated me. Like I was like a science experiment, essentially, especially going through his early programs with the mindset training. Um, so it really like built a strong, strong foundation in me from a very young age where like mm. I was easily programmable. Um, and so that's kind of what got me into this like fire and built inside of me to to really uh, to do some amazing things and like fire that ambition that I had in myself and give me a vehicle to, to make money with. Yeah. So we, so it's funny that the mindset thing from that course always comes up like every single mm -hmm. testimonial and we'll get into the mm -hmm. testimonials in a second. But what was that like for you as an 18 year old kid? Right. Um, because it came like I was probably in my mid 30s when it, it hit me, but it had the same effect. What was that like, you yeah. know, with that awakening? to to really go through some of that mindset stuff how did that change you 
Yeah, well, I was also like early on as well, everyone was saying like, you know, you got to read books and stuff. So I was very big into like reading still even to this day, I read a lot of books. And, um, and but going through that mindset training, really, it, uh, it, it one of the biggest concepts that really like sent chills down my spine was when because at, at the time I was 18 years old, um, I was delivering pizzas for Pizza Hut. So I was building my business on the side. I was door knocking, going like uh, cold calling in between my shifts. And I'd be in the in the car bumming Wi-Fi off like Starbucks and stuff and just trying to like, you know, do the business as well as, you know, I had to make some money somehow. Right. So I was doing that. And um, but I would take pictures of myself, like, you know, delivering pizzas yeah. in this situation in my dad's basement you know broke broke uh college dropout kid right so i was taking photos of like it in real time and like what is happening quote unquote in the past right one of the big things that hit me was uh one thing that he had mentioned in in the mindset training was or in just like this concept of he consciously created his future before it happened yes right so he was himself, right? Yeah, That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He mytholo- mythologized himself, meaning he planted and, and showcased the the future steps in in what he wanted to to become. And that going back to where I was, I was doing everything in terms of current and past. I was had a vision for the future, but I didn't like methodically plan out specifically the next stages of my character yeah, and identity. who I wanted to become and the identity and who I wanted to in become. In the first person, right? In the first person, yes. exactly. So by doing that, it allowed me to build this character of myself and this identity and this self-image that allowed me to put in the right habits and the routines and 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 become the person I need to become because I was also not very like I wasn't a really outgoing person. I was scared of the phone and sales. Yeah. So it allowed yeah. me to like build up like this like extreme like self-identity for myself in terms of becoming a good at sales, building a seven-figure business and formulating that. And I had a conversation with one of our mutual friends, Quasi. Yes. And I was telling him, I'm like, one of the biggest concepts going back to mindset is that when you formulate that identity for yourself and who you see yourself it then becomes a it it becomes easy for you to do those necessary things because that is who you are yes for example if you want to get in shape right i see myself as a person who works out i see myself as a fit individual so if i am a fit individual what does that person do they go to the gym they eat healthy they they go to a they have a diet they have a workout plan and they fit that into their lifestyle and so now it's not of of oh I need to go to the gym it's the gym is a part of me and that's just something that I do because that's who I am yeah and so that that concept really uh, in all facets like fundamentally changed the course of my life because now I can consciously create who I want to be. Yeah, and I'm smiling because I know exactly what you're talking about. I know that feeling. It's funny enough, I, I still have mine right here, my identity. And I can remember my eyes being open um, to that, which was a lot of times we wait for the compliments from other people that inspire us. But, mm-hmm. you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you are now on a daily basis 
speaking these things over your own life, which one gives you confidence, right? It gets you excited about the future, but it also, um, you're talking about it in the first person, which is that, that, uh, reticulating uh, that reticulating the activated thing was activated. Yes. yes it's activated yeah. so it's that attraction thing so but that's just like one piece of it right but it's it's looking at the vision um first thing in the morning that's what i did as i looked at my vision board before i got out of bed and what i what i realized what that did was that got me excited for the day that i needed to get up right yeah. Yeah. so i'm reminding myself every single day like these are the desires of your heart and if you stay in bed if you press snooze mm -hmm. if you roll mm -hmm. over you say i'm gonna get up in five minutes guess what you're not gonna achieve those things and mm -hmm. then you got to get up and you got to speak those things over your life right and mm -hmm. I, i'm just looking at mine right here and i'm smiling arturo is a successful consultant who helps coaches and consultants and agency owners to grow their business to 100k per month right and mm -hmm. i can remember saying all of these things I get amazing results for my clients. I deal with yeah. complexity with ease, right? So you're nodding your head because you remember yeah, yeah, saying these yeah, things every single day and driving it into your psyche. And after a while, you start to believe these things and then you start acting as if and you start yeah. expecting these things and attracting them. Um, Absolutely. And it just does wonders for you with, for momentum, right? You start yep. doing the impossible where you believe that you can do anything, so which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it radically kind of changed my perception on like who I am mm -hmm. and where I wanted to go. Um, yeah, but but let's take it back because uh, I remember I was still life insurance agent when I found mm -hmm. you and some others, and um, mm -hmm. I got uh, an affiliate email for five hundred bucks off, and I still have a screenshot of that uh, to this day, and I talk about it all the time because um, I'm in contact with I think his name's Nolan, and he was the affiliate mm -hmm. for Sam, and he sent me that email, and I checked it out, and that's how I came across you because mm -hmm. I was seeing this young nineteen year old kid. That was mm -hmm. at the time your niche was financial advisors, RIAs, yeah. right? Am I correct? Yep. Still remembering yep. that? And I was a life insurance agent that was kind of frustrated and looking for mentorship and trying to figure this thing. I was like, there's got to be a way to do this online. And I mm -hmm. saw you doing it. And and at this time, I was in a really, really low place. And mm -hmm. I, I remember watching your testimonial every single night before I went to bed for about three weeks straight <laughs> until I, because it was like, my mindset was just wrong. Like, this can't be true. This is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I just poured that in every single day. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, if this guy can do it, 19 years old, 18 years old, crushing it, mm -hmm. doing 30K a month. At that time, mm -hmm. that was like so much money to me, right? Yeah. I was like, man, well, I was a life insurance agent. I'm a life insurance agent right now. If he can do it, then I can do it. And that's when yeah. I took the leap of faith. And I can, I'll never forget I had to borrow 900 bucks from my mom to to get started on the on the six pay for the program, and yeah. and that was that was history, right? That was yeah. a game changer. In fact, I remember watching Sam's webinar three times. It was like three hours long back then. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just trying to convince myself to get to, to get the courage to pull the trigger. And what yeah. was that the best decision that I ever made, man? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and like the biggest thing that I see for most people is and the ones that are successful between the ones that you know, they constantly just skate by, you know, they've been in the market for the past five years, you know, they're doing okay, but they're not where they want to be is those are the people that are still on the fence, right? They're still yeah. watching people on YouTube, <laughs> They're still going through t t tutorials, they're still trying to figure it out and, and look at what you're doing, look at what I'm doing, and they think they can figure it out. You know, we've been in the market now five, eight years, right? We've been in the trenches every single day, we actively use this stuff in our own businesses. Yes. And so when I look at where do I want to be and you, when you were in that space, where did you want to be? 
you saw a guy like me who was in a position that you wanted to be in yes. and you knew it was possible. And so you had the faith and you pulled the trigger and that changed the course of, of your life and what you're doing now. Now, similarly with, with I, what I see and, and what I would be watching people's uh, testimonials and, you know, but now for me, when I get on a call with someone, 10 K boom. Okay. What was, what do you want? A credit card? Boom. And I just drop it. Mastermind 50 K. Okay. Boom. Because I know I'm not just buying this quote unquote product. I'm buying and compressing time to achieving my result. If someone's already been in the market for 10 years and they, they, they have things way better than me, right. Or they've, you know, have a successful, whatever the case may be, they built hundred million dollar sales teams. I want to learn from them. Right. And so it's really just about looking at, uh, from that perspective as well as I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And it's like, at the same time, you have to invest in yourself and and mentorship and coaching, and you got to constantly be learning. I think that's the common denominator I see from most seven, eight figure, nine figure entrepreneurs that I know my friends, we shell out money like it's, yeah. we're trying to get rid of it we're trying to like you For know sure. acquire more skills and knowledge and 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 expertise so we can go in and we can get to the next level yeah and so and to kind of piggyback on what you said is like because i can remember watching youtube video after youtube video and i was broke and i was laying on my couch and i thought i was doing something at the time right and mm-hmm. and all that is 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 as a masking education master's procrastination right where you, mm-hmm. you know you're actively like watching something but you're in this dream state right it's kind of like yeah. um, why i kind of transitioned from listening to a lot of rap music because i realized i was suspending my belief and saying these words for other people's dreams mm-hmm. and what they were doing and i was still mm-hmm. broke living in a one-bedroom apartment displacing mm-hmm. this reality with those words and i was like wait a minute i need to get in the game and that's when i realized mm-hmm. oh i need to to um do some personal development i need to find a mentor that's done what i want to do right that has come from what, what I am and achieve the goals that I want to achieve. And then I yeah. got to become somebody that can take massive action and give me the results. And being from the South Side of Chicago, I've always kind of had that hustle in me like you, like you do. Yeah. So, yeah. so once I got the opportunity, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I was just like, all right, let's mm-hmm. kind of get out of my way. Yeah. So um, let's kind of digress though. Being in your dad's basement, right? Uh, working yeah. at Pizza Hut, making dolls in the car and documenting that. Um, at that mm-hmm. time, you know, just kind of take having this radical belief. How did you mm-hmm. get to where you are now? Like what has transitioned? Because I know you were doing financial services. And so, um, you yeah. know, I kind of coined you as the king of LinkedIn. So what's that journey been like? And like, who are you helping? You know, what, yeah. what are you trying to achieve right now? Yeah, man, that's a good question. So I would say like, you know, people know me as like the king of LinkedIn, but it was out of necessity, right? So like, obviously, you know, when you're, when I was in the basement and I was delivering pizzas, you know, I was going door to door to businesses. I was going to like restaurants. Um, you know, I'd close some of them. Right. But it was very manual. It was very in the flesh and I had to go pick up a check and it was, it was just terrible. Right. So I, and then I was also at the same time I was studying, uh, currencies and in, in commodity, like trading, like I was day trading currencies, like and commodities. Trade, right? Yeah. Gotcha. But the problem was I was broke. I didn't have any money. Right? <laughs> I was like, okay, this is the thing. Most people talk about passive income, all that stuff. I'm like, you should just be 100% focused on increasing your active income. Right. So that's what I did. So I focus on building this business. Um, and so I was trading and I, and I was doing some like research and, you know, trying to figure out like what niche I wanted to go into. And I was like, okay, well, 
I like trading. Eventually, maybe I want to create like a hedge fund. I don't know. I was 18 with a lot of ambition. So I'm like, why don't I? I was doing some research and I saw financial advisors and wealth managers. So I'm like, ah, this is interesting. So I started diving a little bit deeper into it, hedge funds, you know, things like that. And so I'm yeah. like, okay. And then I, I searched it up and then I came across LinkedIn. And then I went and I was like, I typed in financial advisor in the search on LinkedIn and I seen like 250,000 or something like that. And I was like, or a million or whatever it was. Wow. And I was like, I was like, whoa, this is a directory of like, prospects i'm like what is this right so i didn't even know about linkedin at the time uh i probably heard of it but i thought it was just like for getting a job or whatever so yes. i'm like okay this is interesting. and then i started like becoming obsessed with that and i would go and then i figured out okay they have a premium version of it so linkedin sales navigator i paid for that and i it opened up my eyes and i was like holy man like you we literally have access to <laughs> hundreds of thousands of leads at my fingertips. So I literally meant the database of leads. And I look at LinkedIn as a big database, big data, right? That's what they are. They have 760 million people, I think on LinkedIn now or 800 million. So it's, it's a, it's a database that we can tap into. And so essentially I would literally live in LinkedIn for like 18 hours a day. I would scrape lists. I would send messages. And again, I used to do this all manually. Now we have like software um, that we built that automates a lot of this stuff. Um, but I used to do it manually. And I would just live in there. I would cold call them as well. So I'd be like, hey, we're connected on LinkedIn. Da, 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 da. So like I was just like working the leads. And what 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 happens is I noticed there's this compounded effect. After three months, the people I reached out to three months ago are now reaching back out to me and messaging me now. Mm. And so I noticed there's this like lag effect. There was this compounding effect. And I would just be in it consistently every single day. And then uh, I remember I landed my first client, right? And I conceptually knew what I was going to offer them. I knew, okay, I knew a little bit of Facebook ads because I was running it for some restaurants. I knew funnels, you know, I knew a little bit about this nice. stuff, right? Um, so I was like, okay, I sold this guy. I think it was like, first client was like 1500 bucks, right? A month. And but I, and plus I had to run ad spend. So I made like nothing on it because um, I had to spend money on ads. And I was like, I'm going to spend it all to get him results. And so I got him results. And then I basically used those results to get another client, but I increased the price, 3500 a month. Then I increase it to 5,500 a month. And then I basically, I'll give you one, a piece of advice for everybody here, especially if you're in sales, you know, everybody knows this in terms of reverse engineering your goals. So my biggest thing was I want to make 10 K a month, right? Cause I was, had no money. Right. And yeah. so I had this in a, in a vice grip, right? Where I was holding on to it. I was like, I want to make 10 K a month. And so I kept focusing on the 10 K a month. And I kept saying by this time, by this time, next month at this date at this time. And I kept coming up short and I kept beating myself up about yes. it. Right. And then what I started, when I switched my focus to, I'm like, okay, my goal is 10 K a month. Well, what do I need to do to, to hit 10 K a month? And so I noticed, okay, well, I need to do X amount of, of sales. Right. And in, in order to do X amount of sales, I need to do X amount of calls and in order to do X amount of calls and do X amount of outreaches. In order to do that, I need to be sending this many emails or doing this many LinkedIn messages every single day. And so what I did is I reverse engineered it down to, okay, what do I need to do every single day when I wake up to be able to hit that 10K a month? And so I would just wake up, man, and I would just hammer people all day. And I would just focus on booking. Like I would be pretty relentless where, okay, my goal is three calls booked today. I would not get off my computer or phone until I booked those three calls, yes. right? So I would be pretty like relentless with that. And I remember 
that same month, I changed that from, I want to make 10 K a month to focusing on the process uh, the process and the actual outreach or what I need to do every single day. I hit 11 K that month. Yes. I got two clients, 5,500, right? Wow. That is, that's amazing. So, you know, it's funny cause uh, I had the same shift because what, what I realized is that my emotions kept going like this every week, mm. every month. And I was, yeah. I was like up here, the swings were so huge. And I was like, man, I got to figure this out. And I was like, oh, I have to disassociate myself from this goal and this number because if yeah. I don't hit this, it's starting to affect me mentally. mentally. Now I'm not yeah. doing it. And I need to get obsessed with the process and fall in love with the process. Yep. And if I do that and fall in love with that, then it's inevitable that I'm going to hit my goal. Yeah. But it also removes pressure off of me and has allowed exactly. me to just focus on you know, chunking down, right? I'm sure that's kind of where you're going with this is that you just chunk down from the goal. Yeah. And I just focused on that and you look up and you, and you surpass your goal, yeah, right? Surpass your goal, exactly. Yeah. And that's, but, that's what uh, Michael Jordan said. He said, you want to fall in love with the game and forget about the points. Because if you fall in love with the game, you're going to become so good that the points will just start racking up themselves. For sure. Right? Yeah. So, and, and I want to backtrack a little bit too, because our, that process was kind of similar for me. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there used to be a, a automation, a LinkedIn Chrome browser that got like banned back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. can't remember Link what helper. it was. Huh? Yes, Linked Helper. Oh, yeah. So I kind of started uh, with the same process. So I went to Fisk University here in Nashville, and right across the street was a, um, a medical college. So mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about social media either. So I just was like, huh. I'm cold calling people. I'm beating up the same list as a life insurance agent dialing, you know, 40 mm -hmm. to $150 per day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got a social network. I've got to be able to use this in some capacity. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I remember mm -hmm. it was, it was right around Christmas time. And so, you know, right around this time, I was like, I'm going to just see what can happen. So I started mm -hmm. looking through my contacts and I knew that some people from my school ended up going to medical school. So I started checking out their friends and adding mm -hmm. those people. And at that time, what's one, the th one thing that doctors have the biggest problem with is student loans and taxes. So I became mm -hmm. a student loan specialist as a life insurance agent using my networking from mm -hmm. Facebook. Well, mm -hmm. the problem with that, it was all manual, right? Again, it's all manual, yeah. beating up the phones and trying to keep track of 200 mm -hmm. DMs in a day. Mm -hmm. But also mm -hmm. Facebook won't allow you to send so many messages yeah, yeah, and yeah. get put in and Facebook jail. So I'm like, well, one, there's got to be a solution to automate some of this. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm searching through forums and this and that. And um, I'm like, OK, it's got to be something. So finally, I stumbled across the LinkedIn helper. Well, the problem with that is that got shut down, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can remember getting my first client. I was still waiting tables at the time because I had. Uh, I was like, all right, I need to go back to the drawing board and figure out something uh, besides doing life insurance because I want to be able to use um, social media and automation. And my captive company was like, mm -hmm. you can't use social media. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. So I'm, I'm waiting tables and going through the consulting accelerator. And I finally get a guy to say yes. And I never mm -hmm. forget this because I was like 15 minutes late for work because we have something mm -hmm. called pre-shift. And I had to go downstairs in the stairwell and I closed this guy for 500 bucks a month. Well, the software that I need, he already had, but he didn't tell me, which was Ulink. Because mm -hmm. at that time, LinkedIn Helper had got shut down, and I didn't yep. know about Ulink. But when I when I did find out about it, you had to get referred in. 
So my mm -hmm. first client already had it, and that was the game changer for me because mm -hmm. he didn't know how to use it as a, a financial yeah. advisor. So I was like, I reached out to support, was like, hey, can you give me an account? And mm -hmm. so that's when everything changed for me. Um, yeah. And obviously I went through that same process, 500 yeah. to 1500 to 2000. And I went from done for you to done with you to create a course of teaching them how to yeah. do it. And then I learned Facebook ads. And so that was kind of the same trajectory, which yeah. is really cool to hear. Yeah, absolutely. But anybody that's listening to man, it's like, you, you got to forget about the goal and it. No, you got to always remember the goal, but you got to like detach yourself from the, the actual time frame. Now you want to be urgent in the day to day, but you want to be patient for the longer range goals. And it's better to set bigger goals that I believe that are long, longer range and having targets and objectives that you hit on a daily, weekly, monthly basis mm. to then give yourself and relieve yourself of that pressure and stress of, oh, I got to hit 22K a month by September 2022 or 2024 or whatever. And if I don't hit it, then like you, you, you're going to be like super depressed and like yeah. you're going to beat yourself up. And I see this happen even with, my, with some of my sales reps and like I have to like coach them through it because it becomes this negative loop and mindset where they get put into this state where they don't think that they can they can achieve these goals and so yeah, i think it's it's just super uh relevant especially when you're in some sort of sales or even in business when you set goals gotcha yeah so you master linkedin and then you're helping out financial advisors so yep. where did you go from there yeah so i grew that so i'll tell you this story again because like now this talks about compounding so as soon as i made that shift in my mind I made 11k that month the very next month i made over 20k a month hmm. the very next month i made 30k a month the next month i made 40k a month the next month i made 50k a month so i was stacking 10k months on top monthly recurring revenue right because i had the agency so i had scaled that to about half a million a year pretty quick and um i did that interview with, with Sam. Yes, I remember yeah. that because you said yeah. you did. You, you was like, I'm pissed. I, I remember this. And this is what blew my mind. He was like, I didn't want to even do this interview. You said it at the end yeah, yeah. because you wanted to make sure you got to 100K. Yeah. I remember that. And I was like, dude, uh, this guy's got a different mindset back then. Cause yeah, I just yeah. wanted to do 10K a month. He's mad about doing 30K a month. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't even want to do it. Sam asked me, and I'm like, man, I wanted to wait till I did 100k a month. Uh, but I did it anyways because it was an opportunity. But anyways, I, that interview got over 100,000 views, and so I had a bunch of like that used to feed me a lot of business. Sam took it down now. I'm pissed. I know, uh, man. <laughs> I never got to do one because I got yeah. to like seven figures in 18 months right as yeah. he stopped and started like yeah. cutting him down. I was like, dude, I yeah. wanted to get on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you can get on this podcast now. But uh, in terms of uh, that, man, so I uh, I scaled that up, and then I had a bunch of people reach out to me in terms of mainly from other programs that I was in, and they're like, "Man, how are you using LinkedIn? How'd you scale your agency? All this stuff." And so I basically just started. I did a webinar uh, for free, and mm -hmm. you know, most people when they do webinars, it's like at the end they pitch you something, right? This was a webinar. I did it for an hour. I literally just showed them what I was doing. It was basically like a, a, a course, basically. Think about someone's paid course. I did that uh, for an hour and I showed them exactly what I was doing. I gave them a Google Doc, step-by-step -step what they need to do. And at the end, like there's like 15 people on there. They're like, why are you doing this, right? <laughs> like, like, and like, cause it was foreign. Cause I didn't need the money, right? I was already, already had a business. I had no like 
I didn't even want to coach anybody or do any of that stuff. So I just wanted to grow my business. And, um, one of those guys was, uh, was now my, my now business partner, Glenn. Yeah. He asked, he asked, he's like, man, like, why are you doing this? I said, man, because I believe in the law of reciprocity. And I believe that what I put out there is going to come back to me in ways that I cannot even imagine. Right. And so this is my gift to you guys. Like, this is my, I'm giving back what I've learned. So you guys can shortcut your, your journey. And Glenn, three months later, came back to me, fully automated the process, found a better automation tool. Mine was like semi-automated at that time. At this time. No, no, not even a student, not, just not somebody at 11, okay. right? So he didn't even pay me. Um, so anyways, he took my system that I showed him for free on this webinar, and he basically just went and fully automated it, showed it to me. I, on between that three-month time before I chatted with him again, I had I had taken on about three people, four people for mentorship. So there's this one 19-year-old kid. Um, I had sympathy, empathy for him. I was like, okay, man, I'll, uh, I'll I'll help you out. So he actually came through my funnel for a financial advisor, but he kind of filled out a fake app. So I'm like, I'm on the call anyways. It's supposed to be a strategy sales call. So I'm like, I'll just give you free value. So I basically uh, was mentoring him. He went from making like two grand a month to 60 grand a month in a short period oh. of time. And then he recently sold his agency actually um, for like a couple hundred grand or, or maybe even seven figures. But um, so I was like, okay, man, like I can help more people with the same process. And so uh, me and Glenn decided to partner up and that's when we kind of started uh, Executive Vantage, which is my now company. And we, we basically just started out originally with a LinkedIn program in terms of helping people with systems, scaling their business, getting qualified appointments, um, building out their organic outreach and, and putting uh, appointment setters in place. And so that's kind of how we originally scaled. Um, and now we have kind of a mastermind. We have, you know, other software tools that we use as well to help people scale. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we did. But um, when, after we partnered up within four months, man, we were doing seven figures with that business wow. from scratch. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, but you said something that was really cool. You said something about reciprocity. And uh, I've been kind of preaching this to some of the life insurance agents that I'm helping is that like, there's so many people asking you for things, uh, for your attention, yeah. for your money, your email address, right? Mm -hmm. it's, there's always somebody taking something from you or, or trying to get something from you. And if you just become somebody that is valuable, that just gives value and not like fake value, like you genuinely want to help mm -hmm. somebody. Um, I think Jim Rome said, uh, says that, um, uh, uh, reciprocity, right? That the giving starts the receiving process. That once you put that into place, that's that could become yeah. the eighth wonder of the world because people remember that. And when you genuinely want to help people and you're giving, most mm -hmm. you're gonna stand out because most people are mm -hmm. asking them for something, right? And so yeah. if you just do that, like you're ahead of the game, right? Just giving yeah. straight value. And, and is also thinking long-term, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you could make a sale, but imagine how many lives you could impact if people didn't feel sales pressure, that they could just listen in, right? And consume mm -hmm. your content, right? Build trust with them. Like, dude, you, your cup would be running over. So yeah, the, the reciprocity yeah. thing is huge. Yeah, Zig Ziglar said, if you just help enough people get what they want, you can have anything you want. Right. And so that was something early on that I, that I live by men. So at the end of the day, it's like, if you're providing a lot of value to somebody, they feel like indebted to you. 
right? And so they're going to want to give you money or referrals or whatever the case may be. But I, I always live with that mentality because at the end of the day, you know, if you can help someone, what what is the downside for, for you? There's no yeah, downside. For sure. So it kind of brings us up to speed because now, wait a minute. So who are you helping now? Who's your target market? Yeah, yeah. so we, we, we mainly help like B2B businesses. So okay. mainly coaches, consultants, marketing agencies, um, SaaS companies, IT. Um, but it's really anyone that's selling B2B, mm -hmm. um, high ticket. And what are you helping them with specifically? So mainly with systems. So we have a really strong organic system utilizing LinkedIn and also like a fully automated process in terms of, you know, also follow up via email, text messages, um, basically a full, full on client acquisition machine or for organic. So we do have that. And then we also have a higher level um, services where we also help people with YouTube ads and sales funnels to generate calls. So that's kind of the main thing we're doing now, but it's mainly putting systems in place sales and marketing systems for, for scaling to seven and eight figures. And what's the name of your program? So the name of the company is Executive Advantage. The name of the program, we have one that's called Enterprise Elite. Okay. Um, and, and one that we have the board mastermind right now. Awesome, awesome. So so tell me a little bit about the board mastermind because I've seen some some clips where it looked pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, who are you, who are you working with? Who are you looking to work with? You know, what's kind of going on yeah. in the board? Yeah. So our mastermind is mainly fit for somebody that's already doing, let's say 15 to 30 K a month. So they're really north of like, I'd say 20 K a month is, is ideal. Um, and essentially what we do is we basically help them to put the whole advertising system in place. So a lot of the times they've, they have the systems for organic, right? They've gotten some clients, they're making money they're and they want to scale. And so we help them on one front, which is generating more qual inbound automated qualified appointments. And then second is helping them build their sales team. So, and essentially the, the front end is all about YouTube ads, um, putting this funnels in place. So we help them script their ads, script their funnel, their VSLs. Um, we give them all the templates and then we even help them launch the campaigns and then on the back end, we also help them eventually once their calendars are packed, we help yes. them recruit recruit uh, recruit closers and, and appointment setters to fill their calendar even more and, and scale. Really, the goal is is seven and, and ultimately getting to like multiple seven figures, even eight figures. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, man, this has been absolutely outstanding. And, um, you know, like I said, it's been full circle going from mm -hmm. a guy on his couch watching this young kid, um, yeah. you know, help service the industry that I love the most to mm -hmm. then, um, you know, being in the same community and then being in the yeah. same mastermind group to now being on the podcast, definitely uh, one of those things that come to fruition for me and come full circle, which Absolutely, is really awesome. Um, and it really just comes down to showing the power of mentorship. Like, you know, I always talk about the the Consultant the Accelerator being like that Mona Lisa of digital products where, man, yeah. that product had hundreds of hours of training in it, but it took somebody that really cared Right. It didn't just mm -hmm. want to be a marketer, marketing, marketing to marketers and yeah. really went in depth with um, mindset, teaching you sales. Right. The, the sound of mm -hmm. and silence yeah. and going into depth with the, the Facebook ads training. So you knew exactly what you needed to do to get your clients the best results and then focusing yeah. on operations. Right. Um, and then mm -hmm. how to productize your service. So those things were tremendous for both of us. I can tell mm -hmm. um, just from yeah. each other's journey. But as you look back, right, like from where you are right now to where you started, what are some things that have kind of been the most transformational things for you over this journey that 
that that switch kind of click so if you were just like giving your that younger mitch some advice you know to kind of yeah. speed up the process what were some things that you probably would tell them to do or not to do yeah it was funny man so when i turned 25 this year i put a video on youtube about what i wish i knew when i was younger from a 25 year old millionaire and so i basically put that on but i'll tell you the number one thing is committing to becoming like this elite specimen and that's an excellence in all facets of your mm. existence right so one of the biggest things that we're going to going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning the biggest most transformational things were not business related they were personal related meaning the character who i was becoming the habits i adopted the energy that i was putting out there and the overall just this this character and identity that i had built for myself and one of the biggest things too i look at like you have on your shirt you have rapper athlete entrepreneur i look at entrepreneurs as athletes as well and so one of the biggest things i did as well is i hired a high performance coach that helped me with my health helped me with get dialing in my mindset my sleep literally everything and so one of the biggest things that i would say is if you're dialed in on those things and you're doing the necessary habits internally for yourself and you're building the discipline it's going to show up in every single area of your life and so that was one of the biggest things and formulating that that future for yourself in terms of letting it pull you in the direction rather than waking up every day and trying to push yourself and try to force yourself to do these things having that compelling vision having that compelling manifesto that you write for yourself right. detailing the, the life you have for yourself that was one of the most transformational things for myself i still go back to this all the time and i'm constantly calibrating where i want to go next and and really focusing on those those habits those routines and building myself into this quote-unquote elite specimen um, this rare breed of individual that can go out and achieve the things effortlessly because i've just built them into me and they became just my overall hygiene standard right yeah man so. and that's great because because uh i'm glad you shared that because that just is just like that's leadership right that is true leadership by actions right you want to become a high character mm -hmm. man and uh people want to follow those people you, you just attract people you don't have to go out and find people and uh with my team we always talk about that it's like i want you to be successful um personally yeah. professionally and spiritually right and so yeah. um you know sam always used to say right people don't have business problems they have personal problems that reflect in in their business, in business. Yep. and a lot of this just comes down to like high performance discipline and routine if you can't go to bed at the same time how are you yeah. how are you going to run a, a company if you can't turn the netflix off right yeah right? to be ready to fight for your clients every single day with that energy that drive and that passion yeah. Because if you don't, that 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 younger, more hungry Mitch, right, is gonna come right behind you yeah. and, and and take all your clients. Yeah. And that's another I, thing, brother. I wanna I wanna touch on is urgency. I feel like a lot of people, especially after this pandemic that we had, are complacent, right? And most people, especially that are listening to this, they're comfortable. Right. They're probably, you know, they, they say they want to do it. They say they want, you know, to make seven figures, hundred grand a month. They want to scale their business. But the ones that truly do, man, I'm telling you, they inject themselves with urgency and they have this like extra level of hunger and 
tenacity to actually make it happen where they're not waiting for things they're making it happen that goes back to like even sales sales if you're in sales every single day you compress time you live in those day tight compartments and every single day you're trying to maximize and soak up that entire day i feel like a lot of more people need urgency and they need to essentially look at where they are and especially in that complacent state mm. and they need to throw themselves into uncomfortable uncomfortability meaning doing the things that are uncomfortable having those cold showers waking up at, early um, putting themselves in positions where they're putting out youtube videos or they're doing things that are not the same things they've always been doing because as joe dispenza says if you keep doing the same things over and over again you're going to get similar results and if you keep waking up in the same environment and you keep waking up in the same things that are around you with the same people you you start to go with the familiar past yeah. and your familiar past will create a familiar future but if you want a different future you need to go and step into this unknown this zone of where you're you're creating from this from this new meaning your environment changes, the people around you are changing you're in different social circles you're in different communities you're in different mastermind events and you're able to then be in this new state to create something new from that state like that's why i moved from toronto to miami and every time i do level up you know i invest into masterminds i'm in a different uh state i'm in a different social circle i hang out with people that are making more money than me right so i think that also has a big massive impact on most people because they keep doing the same things and yeah. they keep getting similar results and that's very interesting that you say that because it, it just comes back down to people have gotten comfortable right and uh, one of the yeah. things that really changed my, my life was when I saw this and then I actually understood mm -hmm. it where, you know, mm -hmm. the guy draws a circle and he's like, what are some of the things that you want? You want a house, you want a new car, you want to yeah. go on vacation, you want to be able to retire your wife, you want to be able to buy whatever it is, uh, Ferrari, mm -hmm. Rolex, whatever it is. And he's drawing these little circles around this big circle. Mm -hmm. Right. And he goes, well, w w this circle in here, guess what's in the middle? That's your comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at this on a page, all of these things that you want to achieve in your life are outside of your comfort zone. So yep. in order to achieve these things, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where all the growth happens. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you this because I didn't fully understand that concept when I was younger. I mean, I thought it was cool, like cliche thing to say, like get comfortable being uncomfortable, but I didn't realize how powerful it actually was when you get into these states, because I think when you're on the come up, you're naturally uncomfortable. Your situation sucks. Desperation right? is what that is. Yeah, desperation, <laughs> and it breeds that urgency and, you know, it, it forces you not to be complacent. I mean, some people still, they're okay with making, you know, three grand a month and, you know, living and whatever, but other people are in that state where they must make it work. Right. And so it forces them out of it. Right. But once you get, and you start making more money, you're in a different place, you're in a nice, you know, penthouse or high rise, whatever. And you get in that state. Comfortability is a, like a blanket that keeps you warm. Mm. Right. And you get in this state where it's nice and warm in this blanket. Right. And you don't realize that you're in this comfortable state, but you got to rip that fucking blanket off and go and have a cold shower, jump in the yes. cold plunge 
and freeze your freeze your nuts off, right? Because it's gonna put you and force you to where now you're in this survival instinct to like, okay, fuck, I need to get out of this, right? And so I feel like a lot of people are, you know, curled up, you know, in this, you know, comfortable state. And even for myself, I have to force myself every single day to put myself in uncomfortable uncomfortability because that forces me to level up. Yeah, it for forces me out of to to do the things that I know I need to do. And it, again, it's not something that is just there. It's it's something that I have to consciously do because if not, you're gonna just seep into uh, comfortability. And one of the things that Warren Buffett says, he says the chains of habit are too weak to be felt felt until they're too strong to be broken. And yeah. so then you get in these habits where you're locked in and you're just in the same place, complacent. So I would say anybody listening is like, throw yourself in those uncomfortable spaces every single day, like make it a conscious habit. Mm. Yeah. So it's man. So obviously a lot of the things that we, uh, have contributed to our success, we're aligned with cause we've practiced these things. Yeah. And I can remember back in like 2019 when like Billy Wilson was like super hot 2020 when the cold showers was the thing, right? Like yeah. that was like the high, now it's the cold plunge, but back then it was taking a cold shower. And I can remember just doing 30 days of the cold showers. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm a little bit older, so I always like, like, am like thinking about things on two levels. And I realized two things from the cold shower that, that worked for me was one, instantly it changes your, your state and your mood, right? If you were mad mm -hmm. about something or you're thinking about something else, that cold water is going to get your attention that you're not even going to be able to think or worry about that. Right. And then the second thing is, is it, it creates a sense of urgency. Like if you take a 20 minute shower, that's going to be a four to six minute yeah. process yeah, yeah. and you're going to get out of there. Well, why is that important? <laughs> because that time compounds, right? Like we say, yeah. um, like I like I talk about this all the time too. There's one thing about successful people that you know is they have an extreme and profound sense of urgency about everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just thinking through that sense of urgency, like like you're saying, being comfortable. And so I want to transition because you change your environment. Right. Which is like the biggest yeah. way to equalize being comfortable. So mm -hmm. what have you seen or what transition have you made? Because you have moved to Miami now and you're around people that are doing a million a month. And, you know, I seen you like I seen you in like a background of a photo. So I'm like, oh, he's hanging around with some some wolves now that are run that are a little bit ahead of you. And so now yeah. you have uh, another goal that's higher to higher to achieve, but also just getting around them to see what they're talking about. What kind of effect has changing locations in your environment had on you and your business? You normalize higher levels of success, right? And so it's like that saying, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? And so I would say that, man, like one of the biggest things, it's not necessarily like, the people, because I believe it's all about your character, mm. your heart, you, you're serving others. Like it's all about these things. Cause there's a lot of artificial people, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people Fugazi. that, yeah, yeah, Fugazi, <laughs> you know, Fugazi, you know, whatever. And, and so there's a lot of those people out there, man. And like, I mean, it's cool. Like I hang out with them. I go to dinners, but I have some really close friends that do like 2 million a month, 1.5 million a month, but it just normalizes this environment where, you know, I go out to uh, to dinner and, you know, there's, you know, heavy hitters that and we're all just hanging out as friends. So it's like this circle. And they say this all the time that you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. One of the biggest things of moving to Miami, it allowed me 
to get in close proximity with heavy hitters, right? Where we're, we're at dinner, we're talking about strategies on scaling the business. I'm talking about leadership, running sales teams, like taking things to the next level, even just like what we were talking about with content before we got on, like what people are doing there. Um, so you just kind of get in these like uh, these conversations and it allows you to be in the room with people that are way like ahead of me, mm. right? Of where I want to be. So again, it normalizes that where for them doing 2 million a month is like their, their standard, right? So it's, it's, it forces you again to level up. Like there, you can't not level up because if you're doing less than that, you ultimately feel like not, I wouldn't say like insecure in a sense, but it, it it's like, fuck, I need to be doing better. Yeah. It strikes right? some urgency and like, I, urgency. I haven't really done anything. I'm not, a I high. need to go in the gym. I need to yeah. go wake up earlier. I need to read more books. I need to, you know, run, run my business. I need to, you know, get it, you know, do whatever it takes to, yeah, to get to you're that. Not, you're not as hot, big, hot stuff as you thought. But you it's were. not even comparing. It's more of like who you're becoming in the process. Right. And like, but I would say that that's one of the biggest things of one of the reasons why I moved to Miami, also your environment just in and of itself is key. Um, so like right now it's cold in Toronto where I grew up <laughs> here, it's 82 degrees, right? And it's sunny and, and, and nice. You just so like, out, you just looked and just like smiled <laughs> yeah. with so much peace and joy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I go on my balcony every day and it's nice. So like, I think that having that flexibility, especially as an entrepreneur, man, it's like we have the capacity especially if you run an online business it's like you can go live work wherever and i believe that uh we should exercise that i was like why am i staying i still go to i'm actually going back to toronto next next week um and i want to have like both kind of places but mm -hmm. having yeah. one place that like you love being in your environment i was walking on uh in south beach yesterday and i was like i love where i live <laughs> i don't want to ever leave right why would i leave and then you go uh, you know, Brian, he invited me to dinner. Let's have cigars tomorrow with other entrepreneurs. So it's like, you're just in like proximity. So I would say environment is, is critical. That was one of the biggest things when I was in the basement. That was one of my number one goals is get the fuck out essentially. And I wanted to get into a, a condo downtown Toronto. That was my biggest goal. And by doing that and by being in that space, it allowed me the tranquility, the peace of mind, the solitude to build and to focus in, in, on my business. And so I would say environment is, is absolutely critical. And if you're in a place where you don't like to live, you're not a tree. You can always move. Right. Jim Rohn says, in order for things to change, we got to change, right? We'll change your social circles, change your circumstances, change the people you hang around, change the things you listen to. Yeah. Change the, the, Even the online, brother. About. Online, Dude, right? Yeah, I talk about that all the time. Like now in this digital age, right? So I'm from the South Side of Chicago. When I was... Yeah. Uh, a kid with a single mom with not a lot of money, we, yeah. I was bound by my location. So all the people yeah. that I hung around were from the South side of Chicago. I couldn't yep. change that location. It wasn't until I got 18 that I was able to change my environment and do that. But now with the click of a button, right? With yeah. the one decision, like you said, full pay something. Now you're, you're in a, a space and an environment, right? Mm -hmm. Cause we're all, cause the social media makes us grouped together by interest and not by physical location now exactly. you can be around people doing a million a month two million a month like that but and interesting to note brother i don't mean to cut you off this is one thing too is that all my friends that i now hang out with in person i met online i knew them years ago but we never hung out because wow. we were in 
different places. All of my friends that I had now hanging out with today, I was friends with them online first. I would chat with them on Facebook. I would chat with them on different mastermind groups. I would get on calls with them over Zoom and we would just hang out on Zoom. Like we were helping each other out. Mm. And I built these and I formulated these relationships online before I ever met them in physical reality. And one of the things too is when I, by investing into masterminds as well, you then can then fly out and meet people in person. Oh, in yes. Yes. So that was another big thing. I invested into masterminds very early on as well. Like I was in Samson like four years ago, yes. I think now. Um, so like that also let me get proximity to people. But again, a lot of these guys, I was just in my condo in Toronto grinding <laughs> and I knew them. I knew all of them. I was, I was friends with them. But then when I moved, I mean, it just so happened that a lot of them live in Miami now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's another thing. Yeah. yeah and, and it's so funny that you said that because I, I get so pissed every single time Sam's mastermind and my mastermind is on the same freaking weekend every time. That's why I had, we hadn't had a chance to meet. And it's the same mm -hmm. thing next year. I looked at the calendar and it's the same weekend. I'm like, dang it. So I always do mine after I see a schedule. Oh uh, yeah. So the <laughs> next one, um, probably September, I'll be there so that we can have dinner and, and kind of connect. Absolutely. But I think I'll probably fly down to Miami to come see you. We have to do another one That's of these. Great. You have to show me around, man. Cause this has been do great. Dude. Podcast, brother. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We definitely going to do that one next. Cause I got some questions about how you're doing your videos and, uh, the green screen and like all that stuff that you're doing is yeah. next level. Pretty cool. But yeah, man, this has been phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed this. I'm definitely um, glad that I got out of my comfort zone and reached out to you, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to get you on to kind of share um, a, a little bit about your story and kind of me relive that process. And now we're thinking like, man, we really have come a long way and we've been doing some amazing work Absolutely. in a very, very short period of time. And we got a lot of amazing things left to do, man. So yeah. um, if people are you know, inspired by the story and want to kind of just connect with you. How can they get a hold of you? Maybe some yeah. socials or what your website is. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to say before that, man, is like, I've seen your come up. You were in my DMs for years, brother. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. I'm also super proud of you and where you've came from, because I know how much, you know, time, how much sacrifice you put into this and to see you now scale your business to multiple seven figures and you're, you're doing big things. you got the podcast, you're helping a bunch of students. You're, you're absolutely killing it, man. So I'm also proud of you and what you've done so far. And uh, I also appreciate you having me on here. But if anybody does want to find me, brother, appreciate that, um, YouTube, I know you like watching my YouTube videos. Uh, you can find me, Mitch Gonzalez, on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, I put, post videos at least like once a week. So you can uh, go on that in terms of growing your business, scaling, mindset, talk a lot about that. So uh, YouTube is probably the best place. And then uh, also my website's executiveadvantage.co. And uh, that's where our programs and stuff are. So you can go out and check it out from there. Awesome, man. Well, again, thanks so much for popping on this. Hopping on. This has been phenomenal. And so um, we'll wrap it up with that. Thank you guys for listening in. And we'll see you on the next Raymond podcast. Take care. Awesome. <laughs>